Hello, welcome to Roots in the City podcast. I'm your host, Jamal the Broker. Roots in the City is a real estate-focused podcast, breaking down what it means to create roots in your city. Join me every week on the podcast airwaves for quick-hit discussions on real estate topics and for ways you can feel more rooted and at home in your community. So, are you ready to create roots in your city? Let's go. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Roots and the City podcast. I am your host, Jamal the Broker. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're going to touch on a little bit of how do we make the house work for you? What do you envision the home that you're purchasing or the home you're in functioning for you? A lot of people, when they purchase homes, they say, okay, we've got a bedroom, we've got a bedroom, let's just throw beds in there, we'll have all these guest rooms. You don't necessarily have to do that. So from jump, you kind of want to think about what your expectations are for the home you're moving into. How do you see yourself, whether you've got a family or it's just you or your couple or living with your parents, how do you see that home working for you? Do you expect to have people in the bedrooms and utilizing them as such? Do you expect to have a home office somewhere? Do you need a home office, especially now and as we enter pandemic year three? A lot of people are needing offices and converting rooms into offices, so that's definitely a popular one. But these extra spaces don't necessarily have to be used in the traditional sense. You know, there's plenty of people out there that, especially around Indianapolis, if you look in some of these Midwestern towns, anywhere really, I'm just talking about where I live because that's really all I can speak on, (laughs) Um, turn these small kind of bungalows into small businesses. I've seen lots of cool stuff done with properties. So really just think about how you want this property to function for you. We usually see them used, and I keep saying in the traditional sense, Um, in a family-style type of living properties. We're moving in. There's going to be bedrooms. The dining room is a dining room. The kitchen is the kitchen, et cetera, et cetera. You get where I'm going here. Some people, they go out and they buy the biggest, sparkliest homes and have absolutely no clue (laughs) how they're going to use them or even furnish them. So these are just things that we kind of have to think about as we look at purchasing a property or if we're just looking to zhuzh up our current property, how do we want it to really work for us? Also think about how you want the space to make you feel. It's It's a place you want to be comfortable in. It's a place you absolutely need to be and want to be happy in because you're investing coins into this. Lots of times buying property along with the projects that come along with it, whether there's construction involved or not, we want to make sure that we're going to be able to live with that decision. So thinking back on like the properties that I've owned, our first condo was just under a thousand square feet and we knew exactly how we were going to use that space. There was an optional second bedroom where it was a loft kind of style But, you know, we didn't necessarily want a bed in an open space like that. I'm all for that kind of open feel. But for this space, that just wasn't it. So we kind of had a library set up upstairs with the desk, instruments displayed. You could hang out or study up there. That's where I did a lot of my real estate studying. Now, in this current space in our three-bed, two-bath home, it's a bungalow-style home 
we have a upstairs that's basically one big room. There's closets, a storage room. As we've lived in the house, you know, we thought that that space would be better served as an office slash media space, not necessarily the primary suite. When we first moved in, my mom was living with us. So we were using it as a primary suite. She had the bedroom downstairs. And there's this third room here (laughs) tucked in the corner. It's a little smaller than the other rooms. We absolutely have no idea what we want to do with it. We were going to set it up as a sitting room, just thinking about how we would get the most benefit out of the space because now it's just my husband and I and the dogs, so we can play a little bit. Looking ahead, for whatever reason, the owners took the doors off of the space, and when we moved in, the doors were off. They had it set up as an office, looked really cool. They left the doors off, which was totally fine, so we have to get creative because we kind of like the doors off. What do you do with that? So after some discussion, we decided that maybe, you know, we can throw a Murphy bed in there, set it up like an office still with maybe a standing desk situation or a not so wide desk so it doesn't get too crowded in that space. But right now during the pandemic, my husband tends to work upstairs in the media space and I'm at the dining room, which is just fine because I will stand up at the table or in the kitchen on the island and work that way, missing my standing desk back at the office. (laughs) But this way, thinking about that third room and getting the most benefit out of that, we could use another space where I could work if I want an office option, um, a space where I can do my creative work, lots of projects that I do outside of real estate, I can utilize that space there. And there's still a guest bed option for those visitors that do safely come and visit. The door situation, the guests will probably want some privacy, so... We'll figure that out later. We're not quite there yet. (laughs) So using the extra rooms and keeping resale in mind, we've seen lots of cool things done. You can turn extra bedrooms into a sewing room, a home gym, again, especially now during the pandemic, art studios. And I've even seen friends turn these extra bedrooms into very cool retail style closet space, just extra storage for their shoes, their dresses, whatever it may be, styled very, very cool. And again, making the space work for them, making it function for them. Another big one, especially working with clients, and just the more I'm in real estate and paying attention to these kind of conversations, I don't really know a lot of dining room people. Are you a dining room person? Do you have to have, say a four person or a six to eight or even a 10 sitter table in the dining room, will you actually use it? Some people set up a dining room and the whole space collects dust because they're eating at the breakfast nook or at the breakfast bar or on their couch. Some cool things I've seen done with dining rooms, if you're one of these people that don't necessarily need a dining space, parlor rooms. You can turn that bigger dining rooms are tend to be a little larger than other spaces not all not all and older properties they tend to be a little bigger parlor rooms are very cool if you just want a space to kind of sit and hang out listen to some music we don't smoke inside but we do enjoy a cocktail or two every once in a while Um, i've seen them turned into cool yoga studios if that's the kind of individual you are i'm not so bendy but i do enjoy yoga (laughs) 
<laughs> you could turn it into a den or a playroom for the kids or for guests. Just another space to kind of lounge in and just have like a cool corner in the, of your property to t- get tucked away, lost in a book, or just have a quiet conversation or maybe take a quick work call. Um, again, offices, very, very popular for dining rooms. But especially with the kiddos being at home, lots of parents turning those unused dining rooms into playrooms. So just things to think about. The big point here that you want to keep in mind, no matter how much Pinteresting you're doing, how much Googling, scrolling through images, flipping through magazines that you do, you have to keep in mind and remember that you need the space to work for you. How are you going to use the home? How are you going to get the most benefit out of it? Now, if you need two offices and you don't have a Murphy bed situation and your guests aren't cool with air mattresses or maybe crashing on the couch, send them a list of the nearest hotels or Airbnbs in the area. (laughs) No shade, you know, no disrespect to them, but this is your property. This is your home. It has to work for you. And that's something that we struggled with for a little bit because we do have people that visit and come and hang out a few times a year. And with mom living here and just um, us trying to figure out how we're using the space, we didn't have like extra rooms to put people in. We had plenty of space to blow up air mattresses and plenty of couches and whatnot, but we really struggled with the idea of do we need a bedroom? Should we turn this back into a bedroom just so there is a spot for someone to sleep? And eventually we kind of found that we fused the idea of having an office with like a hidden bed situation, something that we can fold up and keep tucked away while guests weren't visiting, but something that we can pull down and it can look, you know, halfway decent and cute and they could also be very comfortable. So just keeping these things in mind, it has to work for you. Whatever you're buying, no matter the size, the property has to work for you. Keeping transition in mind, like resale, again, don't go out doing any crazy construction if you're not going to be happy with it or if you're going to resell. If you do that kind of work and spend that kind of money, make sure that it's neutral enough that where other people can see your vision and that they will buy into that and you know put an offer in when the time comes to sell. Oh, one more thing, kind of thinking about spaces and utilization. Another issue, I should say, well, not really an issue. We're just being proactive here. Both of our fathers, my husband and I, have bad knees. When we decided we wanted the upstairs to kind of be our living room, not the one that was downstairs, we actually turned that into a parlor room, which is very cool. But what I'm getting at is... Our dads can't really go up the stairs as fast or it's getting harder for them to go up and down stairs as they age. So in the parlor room, there's one big wall where I plan on putting a map of Indianapolis, like an old school classroom mounted on a nice piece of wood, (laughs) pulled down to cover that extra space. But when our fathers are over or maybe there's a game, a big game that people really want to enjoy on a big screen, guess what? We hang out in the parlor room, pull that map up, and we whip out our projector. And there you go. Our dads don't have to walk up the stairs, and we still get to use the room the way we want to use it. And for me, honestly, if you're like me, 
I like my house to look a certain way and work a certain way. So the decor, once it's placed and put down, it stays. (laughs) But I'll give you the option to watch TV down here. I just don't want a TV on my wall. Got it? (laughs) Well, thank you so much for tuning in today, listeners, to another episode of Roots and the City. I appreciate you tuning in and sharing leaving those reviews and giving me that feedback wherever you tune in. You can find me at Jamal the Broker on Twitter and Instagram, at call Jamal the Broker on Facebook, and of course, jamalthebroker.com. Remember, listener, if you are outside of Indianapolis, in Indianapolis, looking to buy or sell, please email me at jamalthebroker at gmail.com, and you can find more contact information in the show notes. Now, I hope everyone has a fabulous weekend and that you find some cool new ways to create roots and solidify those roots. Have a good morning, afternoon, and night. Bye. (laughs) 